Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Peace, Purpose, and Prosperity podcast. Today, I am joined by Genesis High. And let me tell y'all, when I say do the most (laughs) purpose, and I know I've already had an episode titled do the most with purpose. Um, Yes, this, this person here does the most with purpose. Genesis, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm over here blushing. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity as well to be a part of your platform. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So, you know, sometimes I read people's bios. Mm -hmm. I want to read your bio, Genesis. I want you to tell the people all of the things that you do and tell them about who you are. How much time do we have? Okay. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles, California. Uh, Currently reside in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I work in IT. I'm a technical analyst. That's what pays the bills. I also do graphic design, um, do editing as far as uh, literature, books, and I write poetry. And I actually have a book series that's currently out Um, And I have a poetry series that's out as well. (laughs) I'm a co-host of an awesome podcast with my partner, uh, Soul Field Podcast, um, as well as I I am a brand ambassador uh, for a new clothing line that's launching. So it's it's a lot that's going on and I I like doing a lot and I'm going to continue to do a lot. Um, I do art as well. (laughs) So it depends on what day of the week it, it is. Um, I can let you know what craft I'm in, but yeah, I'm doing the most. (laughs) I love it. And you know, I think you're the first IT person that I've met who has like the brain for IT, but also Mm -hmm. the creative side to write and to do graphic design and to, you know, do poetry. I don't know any IT people doing poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, um, I don't know what made me really want to get into computers. I do and I don't. And I think because I came up in the era where technology is like all coming into play, I just got really interested. I'm actually the only female in my department, um, the only woman of color in my department, like all together, um, even when I was in different departments, it would literally be me and one other woman. And that was the challenge. Um, I, I always like a challenge and I'm always going to put myself in those positions that make me just go that much harder. Um, and I think being in IT does that, especially with all the stipulations and all the things that they say you can and cannot do. And, and so, yeah, but the poetry that's, that's been around since, um, wow, I would say maybe 12, 13. And and that's my mother's fault. (laughs) from for being such a renaissance type woman um yeah I I enjoy it all I feel why limit yourself right um if you can if you can conceive it you can achieve it absolutely and you know I hope whoever is listening to this is saying you know what I need to use all my gifts I need to do Mm -hmm. all the things that bring me joy agreed agreed yeah when you're not um and I would say that when I wasn't writing, I would be very dull. Um, I wasn't in myself. And even my family and friends would, would ask, like, well, why haven't you been writing lately? Or you haven't been doing this? Or you haven't been doing anything creative? And it was more so me that wasn't in that mindset. And then being in school, um, it, it, you almost feel like, well, maybe I don't have the time for this. Um, but you do, you like, you have to find that time for yourself. Uh, and once you find that time for self, I think you'll be able to, to, to definitely bloom into that greater version of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, using that term bloom, it mm-hmm. just brings so much like happiness. Like you think of a it flower, develop, <laughs> and, you know, right. Growing. Right. And, and really to be honest, IT is about being creative. It really is. Like um, when you're trying to problem solve, 
Um, it's the same thing as, as being a, a writer or being a poet. Okay, how can I deliver this in a, in a different way? You know, how can I make this be different? Let me not look at this in the same way that I would, um, which, you know, develops a, a better perception. And I think having that balance of logical and creative um, definitely al allows me to be a better writer and to see um, things and even art is math, you know, math is art. And in my opinion, that's like, oh my God, that sounds so geeky, but it is like, when you think of the golden ratio, when you look at how many artists have actually used that in their depiction and you look at uh, Fibonacci's circle, uh, circle, like all of these things are used in art. So really there is no separation. You can't have one without the other. Um, and I, I feel like I'm sounding really geeky right now, but yeah, that, it's true. And if you find the, the art in IT, you can find it in, in anything else in my opinion that's beautiful you just made like <laughs> it and math sound really cool. um i was never into things like that okay wow yeah I, I, creativity behind it yeah i mean you think about the apps that we use every day and how those people that build them have to make them user-friendly it has to be presentable it has to be eye-catching you know, what, what colors are we going to use? How do we break this? How do we make sure that it's, it's functional? So all of those things take a creative mind. It, it definitely takes an, a, an artistic standpoint um, to be able to deliver what, you know, other people want to see. Before Snapchat got to where it was, oh, this is basic and it only has this when Instagram and Facebook do X, Y, and Z. But now we look at Snapchat and you know, it's doing very well and it's, it's embraced the change and um, provides more creative things for, for people to do. So how can you create something creative if you're not, you know what I mean? You're right. You are right. You know, I think um, sometimes people, okay, I'll just say I um, look at things within a box, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I make these generalizations. And mm -hmm. I can't be alone in this, you know, you kind no. of separate things out like, yeah. okay, you know, there's art, then there's math, then there's science, but no, right. everything does flow together. Everything works together. No, totally agree. Um, and that's, that's all the universal magic, right? Like <laughs> the, the wisdom, the math, the art, like everything is in sync, um, even if you have paint by numbers, it's still numbers in it. And, uh, you know, that's a, like a, a sweep that's happening. Um, I know even with, with some of my friends that uh, work in mental wellness, they're like, yeah, we started having people use the paint by numbers apps and, you know, thank an IT person for thinking to come up with that, right? right. <laughs> or even just being able to develop the concept. You know, you do have some people that, um, are very you know what's the numbers and what's this and how do we make it you know and that's fine because you need them too right um but it, it's always about finding the next the next wave you know how can you make something better uh in all aspects i love it so we're here today to talk mm -hmm. about purpose yeah how would you define purpose Mm. And I kept asking myself, how would I define purpose? Um, and I knew it would come to me. So purpose is, hmm, purpose is, is passion realized. Um, that's what I'm gonna go with. And, and I'll explain what that is, um, or what that means to me anyway. Um, purpose is like the reason why you do something, right? And in order to really do something, you have to have some type of drive or some type of, of, of gas that's behind that. So I consider, you know, my purpose to be my passion. And then when you fully realize what that is and you walk in that element, you know, in, in the best mode that you can, even when you fall, it's like, nope, I'm gonna get back up. So yeah, it's, it's, the, it's realizing passion um, and, making sure that nothing stops you at that, not even yourself. Oh my goodness. You know, I often <laughs> hear people talk about 
passion and mm-hmm. purpose, but mm-hmm. I've never heard anyone define purpose as being passion realized. But I love that. <laughs> you know, that's going to be the name of this episode. Oh, I like it. Okay. Passion <laughs> realized. So Genesis, how did you find your purpose? I, w- I was definitely helped. <laughs> I won't say that I, I wasn't. Um, I can say, and I, I remember it very uh, vividly, I was about 12 or 13 and I stumbled across one of my mom's manuscripts and um, she really kind of kept us away from her writings. Like it wasn't like she was hiding it, but um, I think when you're a creative, you want to make sure something is perfect before anyone sees it. And we were her children and I read it and it was pages and I sat there on her bedroom floor and read the whole thing while she was at work. Um, and at that moment, I was like, I'm going to write, I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to write even better than this. Um, and I ended up telling her, I was like, I read your book and it's awesome. And I want to write. So, um, my dad took the more technical aspect. He put me in essay contest speech, do debate, you know, to become a better speaker, to be an orator and things like that. Whereas my mom took me to uh, open mics. She had me performing with 30 and 40 year olds and I'm a teenager, but I I would get up and rock the mic. Um, And I knew like, this is definitely something that I'm going to do. I want to do. I actually started writing a book uh, when I was in middle school and um, I let one of my friends get a hold to it. And I asked her where it was. And this is like true story. Um, Jessica yes <laughs> so she yes I'm gonna call her out so she was like oh such and such has it and I'm like oh, okay so I'm getting nervous because it wasn't not to say that it was it, it wasn't what a kid should be writing but I'm a preteen and you know it's talking about kissing and relationships and it was really drama field right I was a really dramatic kid so um I'm going to like four different people and none of them have this. It wasn't even finished. I'm like, why did, why is it all over? And I find out that my English teacher has it. Um, my heart is beating a mile a minute because I'm like, there's a little profanity in that. I'm definitely getting expelled <laughs> from school. And so, um, he was actually my seventh period teacher and, uh, school bell rings I'm like he's not gonna say anything about it I'm sweating bullets the whole time whatever so Miss High uh I need you to uh hang out you know after class I'm like shoot yeah we're we're going to the dean's office for sure so um everybody leaves my my best friend in school at the time she's like I'll wait for you and uh I'm like okay well don't wait too long because I didn't want her getting in trouble so um and at may he rise in power mr boyle um he's like i I, I read over your uh book (laughs) and i said okay and he's like you know you're not gonna get in trouble but you need to keep this at home and it's really good and i was like really so i'm like excited at this point um he ended up entering me into some uh a, a rotary contest um and it was for me to write about what the American flag meant to me and I really didn't want to do this right um but he was like do this I did it and I made it very controversial um I literally said what the American flag means to me um as a minority you know and, and and what that symbolizes and I ended up winning winning for my district so I knew that my words had the ability to move people I knew that even for me to speak as a, as a teenager um, and what I considered a, a child in a room full of adults and they stop and listen, I was like, this is something that I need to be doing and I'm going to continue to do this and I just have to sharpen these skills. So um, in my long-winded way, yeah, that's, that's, I, I've never stopped. I, I've always been a writer. I still have books uh, from when I was, you know, that eight, 13, 14, 15, I, I keep them and just see how much that I've grown and how much I've developed or how much I've slacked off. Um, and, and it's always going to be my first love always. 
I'm just sitting here in <laughs> awe that you found that at such a young age. When I was in middle school, I had no <laughs> idea what I wanted to be when I grew up. I was just like <laughs> there. Right. But right. to I, find that and to have people like pour into you and to believe in you. Most definitely. Um, even my, my grandparents, like everybody, she, you're, you're a scribe. You're going to be a scribe. Send your stuff here. You know, it's, it's always been encouraged and, and I'm grateful. And I, I will be honest and say, I am grateful to have the tribe and the village behind me that, you know, kicked me in the butt and was like, what are you doing? Why aren't you writing? Why aren't you doing this? Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, truly grateful for having the, the type of village and support that's going to make sure I'm doing what I need to. I love that. And I hope for any parents who are listening that, you know, you're, you're really listening to this and thinking about what your kids enjoy doing and mm-hmm. nurturing that within them. So I have, I have two little kiddos myself and my daughter is 10 and when I tell you she tries something new each year and I'm there <laughs> like her biggest cheerleader, her dads, they're like, yes, baby, you are not athletic. But if you want to play soccer, we are right here. We are cheering for you. You go ahead, baby girl. Like whatever it is you want to try out, you're trying it. Most definitely. And 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 it was those things as well. You know, I played basketball. I, I've always been in the sports, uh, you know, and, and my dad loved that. I played chess and so it's it's a lot of different things. He's he's a tennis whiz, and he wanted me to play tennis. I was like, nope, this isn't for me. Um, I tried, and it didn't work. Um, so it, you you definitely have those things, and it's also uh, you know paying attention to you know what they do when nobody is looking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, she 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 does a lot of writing in her, you know, when she's just by herself or she listens to music a lot or, you know, she does this a lot or he does this a lot. Um, and I think by them doing that um, and realizing, like, even for Christmas, I was like, I want journals. <laughs> I want, <laughs> give me, give me paint, um, stuff like that. Because, again, that was my mom. We would go to the park and go get sand and find uh, different sticks, you know, so that she can make a vase and we would just make creative projects like all the time. So it was, it, I, I just grew up in that type of environment. And, um, so I guess that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so expansive and in, in a sense. Definitely. You know, um, the way we are raised impacts us, you know? Yes. And when you have the opportunities to, do creative things and to actually you know enjoy things and you're not just living to live and uh-huh. your parents aren't just you know going to work coming home sending you to bed like <laughs> it makes a difference yeah it does it does and, and it was a I stayed on punishment a lot uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you know you, you sharpen a kid's vocabulary and they're gonna say things and so it was more so my dad like that's definitely and I love him um that's I'm his baby girl is the, you know everything but when I was younger I stayed on punishment a lot because of my math um I was very, very sarcastic he would say something and I would like, it's a rhetorical question and I'd be like well technically so <laughs> you know, there wasn't a lot of time for like television. And even when I wasn't, um, it was a specific time. Like I, I was on a schedule, um, even as a senior in high school, like I was on a schedule, like you're going to make sure this is done. And I, you know, of course it got a little more lenient. Um, but it gave me what I didn't know at that time I would need as an adult. Because of course you have your your college years and your twenties and you you wild out and then when you get to like okay well party over <laughs> um, you know all those things come back into play and I go back and I and I thank him probably uh, almost every time I talk to him like thank you so much for putting me on punishment <laughs> because, you, you know. know. <laughs> I will have to say I was put on punishment a lot as a child too um, growing up, but I had a conversation with my sister about it. I'm like, that discipline mm-hmm. back then taught me how to stay in the house now when everything's yes. on lockdown. Like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm good. Not, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I'm used to this. 
I got my music, my snacks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like this is nothing. I could stay in the house for a couple months. I got in trouble a lot. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like definitely. And it would just be like, you know, mischievous. Because I'm 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 my dad's only child. And so I knew I could get away with, you know, um, being an accessory to a crime. I won't say murder, but (laughs) I could get away with being an accessory. And so he'd be like, you know what? Ah, And I'm like, I'm about to be on punishment for like three. And it would be extensive. If I didn't do chores, it's like, okay, no TV for three months, like three months. So I don't have an issue now as an adult. TV doesn't distract me social media doesn't distract me you know what I mean like I have my moments where I'm scrolling and I'll be like oh I've been on here too long and let me go read a tech article or something and or let me go and and see what I can do towards my vision and my business so with 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 whatever time honestly that I waste um because you know of course scrolling it that's wasting time to me in my opinion it's it's fun it's it's relaxing yes but I then I need to find something to do that is benefiting me. And that's just balance, you know, for me. That's that's just balance. I get it though. You know, um, as a, a mother, I try to teach my daughter balance and being mm-hmm. in the house all these months and doing virtual <laughs> academy school, you know, it's a little different. So I'm like, you have to go read an actual book. Mm-hmm. Let's go do some crafts. Do you want to paint? Like, let's free our minds to do other things. You don't have to stare at a screen. And right. I try to practice that in my life and I try to model that for her and for my son. Now he's three, he doesn't care. He just wants to play <laughs> and um, watch his cartoons. But, mm-hmm. you know, we take the time as a family to do certain things together. Like we're going to paint and we're going to sit on the patio and paint today. And my husband's like, what in the world? But, you know, yeah. the kids are into it and they don't think about electronics or, right. you know, cartoons. Yeah, um, they they think I'm weird. Like my my... Oh, my, my stepdaughter's an adult, um, but she's, she's 24 and I'll be like, let's play a game. And they're like, what? Yeah. And it's more so her because my partner's like, okay, let's do it. She's like used to my quirkiness, but I'm like, we're going to play a music game since everybody likes to sing and everybody. And at the end of the day, she's like, I really had so much fun. Or she'll just sit down and, and listen to our conversations and just absorb us. And you see um, so my, my wife was telling me the other day, my partner was like, she's definitely absorbing us. And I'm like, she's absorbing me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, and I joke and I'm always, I'm always, even though being the bonus parent or the step parent, I'm always doing check-ins, you know, what's wrong? You good? You know, or I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tease with her or how are you feeling? And you know, well, what's going on? Or she goes and gets cute. I'm a little, you know, protective, but I'm like, where are you going? Who going, you know, well, you, I can't ask you what time you're coming back. I can't ask you who you're going with, but be safe. All right. Then I'll end up asking my partner, did she text? Well, she been gone. X, Y, and Z amount of time. But, you know, it's, it's, it's always making sure even um, when your children get older that you do make sure that they know that they they still have that level of protection my my mother and father still do the same thing and my mother is very affectionate very <laughs> and so you know every time it's kisses it's hugs it's a little layup under me well you're my baby and I'm like I am not a baby so <laughs> But I, and when she doesn't do it, I have a problem with it. Like, why aren't you hugging on kissing? Well, y'all said, you know, so it's, it's, it's balance. And, and no matter how old your kids get, always, you know, kiss on them, pat on them, let them know, hey, you know, I'm still here for you. I know you're grown, got your own kids in life, but you're still my baby. That, that definitely matters. Definitely matters. I love that. I feel like this turned into like a parenting podcast episode. <laughs> But I'm I'm all sorry, you know, (laughs) because when I think about my own parents, my dad is the affectionate one. He will hug anybody. So this whole social (laughs) distancing thing is killing him. But I remember when he met my partner, my husband, and he was like, "Give me a hug," and he was like, "What?" (laughs) And I'm like, "Daddy hugs everybody. Like, get (laughs) used to it. He's going to tell you that he loves you more than once, and he really means it. And you know, people need that. And I'm the baby Mm -hmm. girl." um 
So, and he'll say, you'll always be my baby. If you need anything, you can always call me. I'm grown with my own kids, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, knowing he's there and I can call him or, you know, calling my mom. And one thing I miss about being pregnant, because when I was pregnant, she always bought me clothes and she's like, (laughs) maternity clothes. And she don't do that anymore. Now she buys the kids clothes. Right. Man. But, you know, just having that, like when you're grown, you still need your parents. Exactly. And if you're blessed to still have them, like, ah, those relationships are priceless. They are. And and I think uh, even with saying that, those parents do help you realize your passion. They help you realize your purpose. They're going to, you know, they're going to make sure you have uh, your peace (laughs) so that you can be prosperous right so you see how I did that like I I did that right (laughs) so no it's definitely it matters um and it just environment um all together I I've had those you know even outside of my parents it's the village as a whole um you know my my dad wasn't the uh typical you know um worker like he's a, he's a, a, a what we call a hustler he's an entrepreneur he started so many businesses and that's what put me in the mind frame like I can do this um my dad has sold everything from Christmas trees to jewelry to <laughs> like everything and so when you're growing up in that environment and um also like, like when I was about 13 14 he's like okay no more allowance you need to make your own money and my mom did the same thing. So I was selling candy at school. Like, I, <laughs> you know, they were like, well, you, you, you work, I'm going to provide you your first batch. And I know this sounds crazy, but you know, we're going to co-sign your first candy bag and then you're going to have to do your own re-ups. And so I was like, cool. Um, my sister wasn't into it. She wasn't personable and in that aspect. But it helped me learn how to budget my money um, to see what I I had as far as profit what I needed to put back in what people were buying more of and so this helped me to carve that business element and I would sit down with my mom if I was you know with her for that week or because my dad never stayed far or if I was with him he was okay well more people are buying Reese's and more people are buying blow pops so you need to buy two more bags of these and buy less of these because they're not selling and it, 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 it put me in, again, learning how to um, find out what the consumer wanted. Uh, then when I, I got to high school, same thing. I was like, okay, well, I, he's like, you, you're going to have to do something or get a job. <laughs> so it was when you have been, quote unquote, a young entrepreneur working for somebody when I had my first job, I was, I was highly disappointed. And I worked in like, my stepmom hired me for her company. So it was like, I I was still kind of working under the table, but like my first paycheck job. And I'm thinking I'm going to have this amount. And I got my check and I cried. And I was like, Oh no, uh, -uh. (laughs) what is this? What is who is Fika? You know, <laughs> right? Who is, who is Medicare? I don't know these folks. And and so my dad laughed, and he was like, "Okay, well, this is this," because he didn't tell me any of this before. He just had me fill out the forms, and I'm like, "I don't even know," but I'm finna get a check. <laughs> and so um, he was like, "You know, this is why I push you to have your own, to be a boss." You know what I mean? And he's like, "I've always wanted you to have a pair." Uh, of of cojones and I'm like I get it now um so even with working and I was working in a doctor's office um just as an office assistant and things like that and even at 16 I was making like 10 dollars an hour but it didn't this is California mind you you know so cost of living is way higher and it was it still wasn't I saw it not bringing what I needed um so then I was like well let me get into something I started cutting grass in the neighborhood or washing my 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 neighbor's dogs or whatever I could do to bring that that other stream of income in and so and doing open mics and it's like okay well this competition well I'm gonna go and win this or I'm gonna go and do that so it's it's always been how can I get more 
Um, not in the sense of greed, but how can I do this better so that I could push myself and catapult myself to the next level? Um, so it, it's it, that's always been a thing. My mom is an entrepreneur. She started a business when we were young and was like very successful at it. She felt she didn't have enough time for her kids. So I was like, okay, well, let me put this on the back burner. And even with that, I appreciate that my parents did that. Like, okay, let me kind of make sure they're getting to this age where they're going to need more time. So I've always been surrounded by entrepreneurs. I've always been surrounded by independent contractors, if you will. Um, so I guess it's just in me, huh? <laughs> I love that. You know, I was sitting here listening to you and thinking back over my own life and my own family. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my own like first business in fifth grade with my two best friends. We were making Aww. bracelets and keychains on the back of the school bus. And <laughs> we would flip our profits and, you know, buy more stuff to make mm-hmm. more bracelets and keychains. Mm-hmm. But we would always have ice cream every day in the lunchroom with our lunch. And I was so proud because I didn't have to ask my parents exactly to give me ice cream money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I like this. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I got that from my parents. Like my mom always had a job, but she also did other things on the side. Like she was the Avon lady or the You're kid. Right. And my dad was a construction worker who mm-hmm. um, mostly worked for himself or for his father. And my grandpa, like he had his construction business my entire life. Like some of my uncles have never worked for anyone other than themselves or their dad. That's that's empowering. Yeah. And (laughs) seeing that, of course, you know, when I grew up, I still wanted to have, you know, my own business. And I've done, you know, a couple different things. I remember Mm -hmm. when I was selling candy apples and other chocolate covered treats a few years ago. Mm. And my dad and my mom, were just so excited for me (laughs) and they would give me all these ideas and they're like you need to make candy apples with sugar-free chocolate and Mm. this and that and I'm like I never thought of that okay mama thanks right when I stopped doing it they were so sad they were like so so you're really not doing it anymore so what are you going (laughs) to do next I'm like y'all know I got all these degrees I gotta use a degree for something (laughs) for something right (laughs) yeah but you know I still ended up running my own business either way and now like my daughter um a couple years ago she had her first stint at being a kidpreneur she was um an independent contractor for a company and she was like selling bows and hair products (laughs) and doing videos and I felt like her assistant and she was (laughs) like her assistant (laughs) I was definitely her assistant but um but you know she kind of grew out of that and mm-hmm. last year she was like mom I want to open a boutique and I'm like where are you getting this boutique okay. money you're you're 10 but you know it makes me proud because I know she looks at me and she's like mama's always writing books or coaching people and doing right. all that stuff and that's dope that's dope she she can listen she can get her little SBA loan and get her boutique open don't stun her growth yeah see that's that's not I'm kidding I'm gonna end up selling clothes and I (laughs) but you know I'm glad she wants to do something exactly so proud exactly and it's is I think always being a model or always having those images and those projections even around you you know as as you said you've always seen your family being independent and that that's helpful you know it's it's very helpful I think we definitely need to have our community back in that stance where it's like not everybody wants to you know necessarily be in entertainment not everybody necessarily wants to you know be in uh athletics and so I think by the drive, and I, I've seen a lot of people that are starting to get into business and um, some, some of course may not go the, the full run, but that's okay. Cause it's like you try and some people's um, purpose is having multiple different businesses, you know, where, okay, well, I have a chain of laundromats and then I have a, this kind of turnkey business and I have this as well. And that's their niche. Like that's, that's okay. Um, It's just really realizing what, uh, like I I said, I think when we were talking uh, previously uh, before we got, before we got on was, you know, 
um, you have to find something that you'll do for free. If you'll do it for free, because that's how, that's all in how a business starts. It's not going to make you money. <laughs> Even if you're walking in your purpose and you're writing or you're a poet, you know, it's not going to make you money, not in the beginning. So you have to pay those dues and you pay those dues with your sweat equity and how much time that you're putting into it. It's not about burning out because when you burn out, you're not going to want to do it anymore. It's like, this is too tiring or I'm putting, you know, but it's having a designated time to say, okay, I'm going to do five hours of uh, editing my book, or I'm going to, you know, put compile this, or I'm going to paint a picture. Um, even with being that way, I hadn't, um, it's funny, I hadn't sketched in like years. And I had gotten out of a, a little bit of a tumultuous relationship a few years back. And um, I just went and bought a sketchbook. And I was like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> you haven't taken a art class or picked up a pen or you know, you haven't painted or anything in a while. So I still did it. I got the pencil set and it was amazing to me that I remembered what type of pencils I needed, what type of tools, you know, and things like that. And I, I just got lost. Uh, I, I spent like $200 on art supplies, Lord. And um, I got back home and I just started drawing and, and sketching different things out. And I shocked myself and uh, a friend of mine had saw it and they were like you did this so you draw too <laughs> you know? and I'm like I guess I do um, but because I can remember when I was trying to be the painter and the sketch artist and all of this I, I would want it to be so perfect um, but in that time I had just allowed myself to uh, as they say get lost and so it wasn't about it blending perfectly. It's just like, what do I see on this paper? Um, and I think that's what we all are, is I've had to look at myself again as a, as a blank canvas. And now that I'm at this section or this journey or this foot of my life, I have to see myself as a blank canvas. Not what I've done previously, but now how can I paint this picture for the next part of my journey? And then what do I want to be consistent? Okay, well, I want a consistency of green in this, right? I want a consistency of blue, but then I'm just going to have a little bit of red and a little bit of orange. So it's the same thing. And um, that, that's another thing of, of, of paint your purpose, <laughs> you know, create, yeah. the, create that image of what you want to see. Um, yeah, I, I'm long-winded. If, if I just say, Jan, be quiet, let me say something. <laughs> no, I'm like, yes, paint your purpose. I'm taking mental notes. Like, okay. I, it, it's funny because I, like, I posted, and I, I don't like calling it a meme, but I posted a meme earlier and it said, um, energy is not created nor destroyed. So with that being said, whatever is for you is there. And it's your thoughts that's going to draw it to you. So if what you're drawing is those negative things towards you, then that's what you're going to see the fullness of. But if you're pulling that energy that's for what it is, that's your, your intent, that's your passion, you know, that's going to bring you your wholeness. And I use wholeness interchangeably for, for peace. Um, that's that's going to bring you into the fullness of yourself. Then that's what you need to focus on. And when I read it, I was like, wow. Now, of course, I know that because I'm a geek like, duh, thermodynamics, <laughs> duh. And it's like, but at that moment, I saw it from a creative aspect. And um, another thing that I do is uh, I, I teach an internal um, levels of consciousness class. And it goes into understanding why we may think the way that we do um how we form certain traumas and triggers and and let me be clear I'm not I'm not degreed I'm not certified I I cra I crafted it based off of me based off of other people that I was dealing with um that we were all going through a healing journey and just coming into a cleanse and the whole scheme of the class just everybody was like oh my god and it, it gets a little metaphysical and it gets very scientific and some of my students were like Jim we don't know what you're talking about you're talking about 
quasars and quantum physics. And I'm like, yeah, this was probably more for the advanced. (laughs) But I enjoy it. And I think because of my passion, when I'm talking about it, um, and when I explain it, they're like, okay, now that makes sense. Well, can you just say it like that next time? And I'm like, I got you. I got you. I just, I got a little, little bit excited. Um, so it's, it's, it's not having limit. It's not having limit and know you're possible and doing whatever you want to do at any time. Yes. So, you know, for those who need to take notes, <laughs> realize your passion your multiple passions, do the things when it's the right time to do them. And it's the right time when you feel it, you know? And yes, you know, some things we want to do, we want to make money from them like Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And I'm mentor life coaches and they're like, I haven't booked a client yet. You just started life coaching last week. Like, what do you expect? But you know, but when you think about your purpose, I'm so happy you mentioned this. And I hear this from people all the time because it's true. Like, what are those things you're willing to do for free? Mm -hmm. Because they bring you joy. Mm -hmm. You know, do that. And eventually the money will come. Yep. It's, it's It's going to attract to it because you're putting that pure intent into it. It has nothing to do with what I'm going to get out of it. Um, that was for, for my first book that I had put out. I, I was nervous. I didn't want to really do it even after I wrote it and everything. And it's a fiction book, but I was afraid because uh, my, my, my family, the, the, the works that I've written that they've read is very refined. <laughs> it's very well written. And the series that I decided to do, I, it, it's very adult based and um, not to the point where it's tasteless, but it's very descriptive. And I, I had to call my father and give disclaimers. And I was like, you cannot read this book. <laughs> Matter of fact, you can't read any book in this series. And so um, he was like, well, why not? And I'm grown and da, 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 da. And I said, okay. He got to page 10 and he was like, well, baby girl, it's very well written and it's very detailed. And <laughs> he's like, you, you did very well, but I'm not going to read anymore. And I said, no problem. Um, and it was the same, like my, my grandmother is an ordained minister um, and she has been my whole life. And so we had a conversation and she has, again, been one of those people that has always pushed, push. You need to send your stuff to Oprah because she got a book club and you need to have your stuff up in Oprah's book club now. And so I'd be like, ma'am, she is not thinking about little old me in Los Angeles, California. But that was her, you know, instilling that in me that this is, you know, little girl, you're supposed to be writing. And um, I called her and I had a conversation with her and I said, well, you know, this is a little bit more so about, you know, alternative lifestyles. She's like, well, I have friends with alternative lifestyles. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but I don't want you reading this book. And, you know, that's just my level of respect for her um, because that's, she's always been my, uh, my spirit mentor, you know, and now we can sit and we can have long spiritual discussions, even though we may have different beliefs, we can talk for hours. And so I love that aspect that I can have with her. And so the, the second uh, book that I put out in my series, I, I, I said that for her, I was like, wow, this book is not grandmother content. <laughs> you know, it's not grandmother friendly. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to acknowledge her because it was always a thing of Jen Wright. Well, she calls me Rudy, but right, 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 and send it in. And yeah, she was talking to me today, and it's like I I seen this poet win on America's Got Talent, and that should have been my baby. And I was Aww. like, oh, I was like, yeah. And then they'll take the rights to my poetry. I didn't say this to her, but I was like, <laughs> then they'll take the rights to my poetry, and then I got a tour for five years, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> I appreciate that. Right. You know, so, um, you know, with that being with with my purpose in saying that was it's it's always been the innocence in everything that I do. Um, 
with putting the first book out, I didn't think that I was going to sell, you know, copies, but to people in my family, you know, my friends and things like that. But little did I know I had people that had been still avid fans from when I was doing spoken word, like, finally, you put a book out, finally. And it was very overwhelming for me um, because I didn't set like, I'm going to be this, you know, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. So now it's like, I, I, I try and keep myself in that same mind frame of not setting uh, unrealistic expectations, you know, because it's like, let's be, you know, it's urban fiction, it's this. So you're going to have to build into that platform. And I don't want it quick. I want to develop it. I want my fan base, you know, that's going to be waiting for when's the next book dropping for this series and, and things like that, you know. So I think that my uh, my mentor that I never met, Eric Jerome Dickey, you know, may he rise in power, um, opened that portal for a lot of us writers and especially fiction writers to say, okay, now we need, you know, we need somebody in that in that space and it's room for everybody. But you definitely, for me, I saw a boom in energy um, just seeing that, you know, this was a, a, a very impactful writer and um, just the way that he moved people. And I'm sure he's not aware that Genesis High sitting over here has, you know, did her best to mimic how he writes, you know, because it's like I read all of his books and that that was another that was what made me want to write novels um was like he's really dope and you know your Jay California Coopers and your Terry McMillans and and all of this so um I see those people as being very intent intentful and very purposeful and what they did and it wasn't about being a New York Times bestseller it just so happened you know, you, you don't see him all in a parade and all of that but this man has had multiple number one bestsellers so it's, it's just realizing that the passion is what drives it. The passion is what brings the prosperity. The passion is what brings your wholeness. At the end of the day, if you don't have passion, you, you probably are, you know, may, maybe one of those people that feels like in a constant victim state in a sense, like nothing is going for me. And every time I try and do this and da, 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 and, and I tell my friends and associates all the time, change the way you think, like seriously, <laughs> change hey. the way you think. You know, typically I ask my podcast guests, you know, just give some advice to the listeners, but this whole time you've given <laughs> so much advice, you know, um, like there's nothing to sum up here. Like you dropped <laughs> real life gems that Thank people you. can, you know, hold on to. Like, yeah, you're right. Like even bringing up Eric Jerome Dickey and mm -hmm. I, oh, I was so sad when he passed yeah. and, and like shocked. But I mm -hmm. remember sneaking to read his books. Oh yeah. I have a sister that's like seven years older than I am. And mm -hmm. She brought them home, I think, for my mom to read when she was in college, but uh, <laughs> I would sneak and get them and I would read them. And mm -hmm. I, I don't even think they know. Hopefully they're not. <laughs> um, but, you know now. <laughs> but, you know, like your gifts. And like you said, um, he probably wasn't writing to become a number one mm. best-selling author. He was realizing his dream and his passion. Facts. And your, your dreams and your gifts and your passions like will make room for you mm -hmm. in places you can't even imagine. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I'm over here just inspired. I'm like, man, where, where do I find these books? That <laughs> so just you can't find them. <laughs> how, how to um find these books, the names of the books, all that. Oh, most definitely. The um, fiction series is called Method to My Madness. Um, book two just officially launched on the 20th, 21st, 20th. Woohoo! My Woo system is nowhere around, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, and I also do a <clears throat> poetry and short story series called uh, Write, W-R-I-T, Moods. Um, the volume two will be out in May. I'm available on Amazon. I'm available on Barnes and Nobles. 
Um, or you can come on to my social media and click the link to get a signed copy. Um, with that being said, my Instagram is at Genesis, that's G-E-N-E-S-I-S, hi, H-I-G-H, writes. Um, and my Facebook is Jen, the Peacock, hi. Or you can follow my page, Write Moods. And again, it's like writing, Write Moods. Um, where you can grab, you'll actually, that's probably the best place to go. Cause I'm always doing discounts for books. I'm giving, I give away free, uh, eBooks and things of that nature. And cause y'all know I got a lot going on. Please like subscribe to, uh, our podcast, soul filled podcast, soul filled ATL podcast um all of our old episodes so you can catch up we do relationships we do parenting um we i even get personal uh, you know about what we have going on so please head over and you can find us on instagram as well at soulfield atl and it's s-o-u-l-f-i-l-l-e-d soulfield um <laughs> Uh, we do have our show that's coming back tomorrow. Um, we're live every Sunday at 6 p.m. So yeah, um, come and check me out. And 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 she just came in to tell me what else I had going on. Appreciate that. The official <laughs> book launch uh, will be March 12th in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you can get uh, tickets on Eventbrite. It's called the Suspended Animation Exhibit. Um, it is adult only. Uh, so you do have to be 21 plus to get into the event. However, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have poetry. We're going to have burlesque. And then I'm going to do a book read. And then we're just going to have a good time and vibe together. Um, but other than that, I think I think that's, is that all? Did I catch everything? I caught everything. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forget. I, I, I definitely be like, where is she? Where's the iPad? <laughs> <laughs> when you do so much with passion and purpose sometimes it's hard to keep up with all of it I get it and I will drop those links um in the description of this podcast so you know people can find you and buy yes. your stuff and listen to the podcast and support you however they can I appreciate it I appreciate any and all love and like I said I'm always doing giveaways I'm always doing raffles I just whatever. So, you know, just be on the lookout and you just might see something for free and uh, just got to pay for shipping and handling. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Genesis. Like this has been so much fun. It was. I enjoyed myself. Thank you so much for having me. Um, your platform is awesome. Oh, thank you you're welcome so now I'm blushing you started off blushing now I'm blushing I had um, to return the favor girl <laughs> so guys this has been another episode of the peace purpose and prosperity podcast I am life coach Sharika Dunstan <laughs>